This is a headgum podcast. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I still haven't watched America's Next Top Model. Honestly, like, I don't like that you're bragging about it. You should be humiliated. I'm not bragging about it. Yeah, you're like, look at me. I'm too cool to watch America's Next Top Model. No, I'm going to watch them both tomorrow morning. So don't worry about it. I'm just saying, like, out of all the content, the garbage that you consume, America's Next Top Model is, like, really not going to sink you much lower. But the thing about the garbage that I consume is I consume the same garbage over and over again. I rarely consume new garbage. I rewatch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I rewatch old episodes of The Golden Girls. How many times have you seen The Family Stone at this point? <laughs> I watched it last night. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> It's so good. How many times have you watched it this season? Once. I watch it once a year. Okay. Speaking of you not watching America's Next Top Model, I think you should play the first call. Fine. That's why I opened with that comment, because I knew this was the first call, so don't judge me. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, I'm calling with a preemptive, I find it extremely rude, that call, um, because I'm guessing Bobby did not watch America's Next Top Model again. And basically, the only reason I'm watching this trash heap of a television show is to hear your commentary. And, like, if he's not even going to watch the show, like, what is the point? Also, um, where are the Rita Oracles? They are, quote, unquote, Rita alerts. <laughs> and that's not even the best part. <laughs> These <laughs> Rita alerts are, like, the lowest of low-budget Snapchat videos. <laughs> and that's, like, Rita's whole appearance, the whole show. At this thing is, and then, oh, and then the challenge, like, um, and this is really just for Bobby's sake, because he clearly didn't watch. Um, the prize for the challenge is, like, the hooiest prize. And I love it, because I, like, I can't, I can only guess that they're, like, listening to your podcast. Because, so Zendaya was there, like, Oh my God, them on the whoiest of who shows. And the prize for the challenge is take a pic with Zendaya and she'll post it on social media. Like, what? <laughs> okay. But I still find it extremely rude that Bobby is not watching this trash heap of a show. Okay, love you. Bye. By the time we record Monday's episode, I will have been, like, fully caught up. It's fine. I'm just saying, like, you're just missing out. Did you hear all those amazing details? For one, he is right. The, like, Rita Oracles concept was clearly scrapped between Live with Kelly and the first episode somehow. Or maybe it comes back. No. Right. That's my question. So was it scrapped or is it just on hiatus? They're in the house and the TV lights up, which is totally superimposed on the television. You can tell they photoshopped it on. And it says, Rita alert. And then she looks like You're adding a syllable. It's Rita alert. (laughs) Well, I'm making... (laughs) so much worse than what I was saying. It's Rita alert. They're watching the TV and it looks like she just picked up a FaceTime call and she's like, hey y'all, like it's Rita. It looks like she's in the bathroom or at the grocery store (laughs) next door or something and she gives them the instructions. Y'all, there's something on the TV. (laughs) 
Congratulations, Final 14, and welcome to your new home. And then our caller is also correct. The prize that they win for the walk-off or whatever is – or uh-huh. not for the walk-off, for, like, the second challenge, who cares, is – Zendaya shows up, or excuse me, Zendaya shows up, and everyone's like, Zendaya, oh my god, uh, and the prize is literally a selfie with her. I mean, I would walk, I would walk through fire, I would walk on hot coals for a selfie with Zendaya. I think you would too. No, I wouldn't. I mean, for a selfie with, like, Celine Dion, I would. Oh, I already had a selfie with Celine Dion. We already have that. (laughs) But what did we say, what did we say to her when we went up to her? We said, um, Celine, um, can we get a a selfie? Can we get a selfie? and she said something like, oh, yes, I, I know selfies. Yes, let's take a selfie. Like, I understand selfies. Yeah, well, it was weird because it was like we asked it, not even assuming that it's not she wouldn't know. It's not that she wouldn't know what it was. It's that she wouldn't want to do one. But her answer was right. that, yes, of course I know what a selfie is. Yeah, I think we said something like, would it be rude if we asked you for a selfie? And she was like, no, I, I know selfies. I will do a selfie. Yes, selfie. <laughs> but we started, we started the trend and everyone behind us asked for a selfie because of us. I mean, it was like the most iconic moment of our lives. I don't know how you feel about it to this day, but it was extremely iconic. Like, it was the best moment of my life. Okay, let's move on. We could talk about the Celine Dion selfie for hours. Um, next comment. If you haven't seen the Celine Dion selfie, I'll tweet it. So you can okay, get, great, a, tweet it. get a look. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Michelle. I got a short recap of the movie Water for Elephants. Takes place on a circus train. And American citizen Reese Witherspoon is the wife of this abusive circus ringleader guy. And she falls in love with this, like, carny on board, Robert Pattinson. Supposed to be very scandalous because of the age difference. But it's not like Aaron Taylor Johnson and the grandma he married. It's not that big of a deal. Anyway, so they fall in love and... There's this elephant, the one that gets the water, is being abused by her husband. And then the best part is at the end of the movie, the elephant goes like full Charlize Theron's mom and murders the trainer guy, Reese Witherspoon's husband, with a stake like an elephant commits premeditated murder at the end of this movie and then reese witherspoon and robert pattinson and the elephant the homicidal elephant then all go on to join the ringley brothers circus because they don't abuse their animals lol all right love you guys bye i just think it's like a it's it, it was a perfect call because number one she sounded so bored but at the same time, at the same time, she felt burdened by it. She understood that, like, just because we asked for it, she was like, Ugh, well, now I have to. I guess I have, because I know the information, I have to call with the entire plot synopsis of Water for Elephants. And not only do I include this, by the way, spectacular synopsis of Water for Elephants, I feel like I've read it and seen it. She managed to sneak in a reference to the fact that Charlize Theron... Charlize Theron's mother killed their abusive father and her abusive husband. Wow. Which is like excellent celebrity trivia. Of course, like a very dark story, but I think a lot of people forget that. Sure, Um, sure, sure, yes. And it is a like sort of objectively very interesting uh, factoid about 
Charlize Theron's life. I just also want to point out that she was one of three callers to call in and give us the synopsis of Water for (laughs) Elephants. So, like, honestly, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy lives to call us and literally give us an explanation of what a movie was about or a book was about that we didn't see or read. Hugely appreciated. I had no idea. This is great to know. And if this were Water for Elephants Weekly, we would play all of them. But because... This is Who Weekly. We can only play one. Hi, Who Weekly. I just wanted to let you know that Lauren's last name is Haregi, not Jaregui, whatever you were saying. And yeah, they broke up. Well, not broke up. Like, Lauren. No. Oh, my God. Like, I'm completely. Camila. See, this is how hooey they are. Camila left the group. So I want to hear your take on that. Okay, bye. Number one, I didn't know it was Haregi. Also, I didn't know Camilla was Camila, which is nice to know. So we have uh, correct Yeah, but Bobby, who both. cares about Camila? She's gone from the group. Did you see these tweets, though? Oh, my, oh my God. God. Did the no tweets one... slash Instagram. Oh, my God. Talk about a notes app. This is worse than a notes app. It's like a Word doc screenshot. It was literally, it was oh it was a Google Doc. God, I felt bad because all these blogs had to transcribe them every time they tweeted them. It was like a nightmare. <laughs> 600 words <laughs> this morning when uh they posted when the the four remaining fourths of fifth harmony so now fifth harmony is fourth harmony so all four fourths of fourth harmony responded to the one fifth of the previously known as fifth harmony leaving <laughs> they wrote it literally as Lindsay said it wasn't a note doc by this point it started as a note doc and then it evolved into a google doc and the google doc is so long and i was going to write about it for this morning's dirt bag on jezebel and when i started reading it i was like hell no it's 8 a.m i'm not transcribing this i'm putting it in the bullets no thanks it's so boring it's so boring but also the the plot of it is so boring it's like um fifth harmony writes uh she left the group and she didn't really tell us it was kind of rude and then she was like actually i've been planning to leave for a long time and i did tell you and you're rude and they were like no actually you're rude but think of each of those in 700 words essentially in 700 words and also what maybe it's unfair of me but i expect more from my pop groups so if you are going to dramatically leave your pop group you should do so in a way that makes me want to follow uh, you yearn for more. Um, Can I also just say that if you, even I knew that the girl in fifth harmony who looked like Ariana Grande, who always sang lead was going to go solo in the new year. Um, Did you hear the, uh, the, the audio of them complaining about um, their management? (sighs) No. When one of them like compares their group to slavery. (laughs) I mean, that's, you're laughing, but she's like, she says, if she doesn't say literal slave, she's like, we are slaves. And then like, and everyone's like, yes. Oh God. So I the, just feel the bad harmonizers. That, I just feel bad that they're called Fifth Harmony. Their name is, is now ruined. Essentially, they have to change their name or they get to be Fifth Harmony with four girls. You know, you should have thought about yeah. this before. One Direction wasn't like, the five boys of One Direction. They were just One Direction. So when Zayn left One Direction, they didn't have to change the name of the group. Right. Fifth Harmony, they either need to One less direction. find a replacement or just not change the name and hope no one notices. They're not going to change the name. They're not going to change the name. But the point is that people are going to notice and they already changed their Twitter bio to take out her name. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. But one thing I was going to comment on. Um, what? Uh 
which is the main reason I brought up the audio of them comparing their group to slavery, which is an entire conversation in and of itself. But um, it does point out the like internal drama um, between the members and the management. And so a lot of the harmonizers, which is what the fans of the Fifth Harmony of Fifth Harmony call themselves, they say that that audio clip is like, should have been proof to them. Like, it's like, oh, we should have known. We should have known that things were bad when this audio leaked of them, like, complaining about their management and complaining about the fact that it's a very, um, it's a very, like, sort of modern and less eloquent version of the TLC VH1 Behind the Music special where they talk about how they were on top of the world and they right. weren't making money. Right. You know? The famous bankrupt uh, monologues, yes. Yes. Left Eye gives the... Um, gives the description here's of the how breakdown. you can make yeah. here's the breakdown this is how a group can sell 10 million records and be broke and everyone get ready to do your math when we first started out we were kind of cocky okay there are 100 points on the album TLC had 7 every point is equal to 8 cents alright 7 times 8 56 cents but as time went on we learned a lot that means every time an album gets sold, TLC gets 56 cents. So 10 million records, $5.6 million. Seems like a lot of money. Well, it's not a lot of money when the record company has spent $3 million to record your album. And in the record business, we pay all costs back to the record company. We pay recording costs, video costs. So now we have $2.6 million left. Well, guess what? When you have that much money, you're in about the 47, 48.49% tax bracket. So that immediately gets deducted to $1.3 million. Then you split the rest three ways. You got about $300,000 a piece, if that much, okay? $300,000. I can buy a nice house with that. And what am I gonna pay my bills with? And that's basically what they're saying is that they have the most watched music video of the year. Um, and they are selling so many singles and that they don't have any money to show for it. So literally have you Camilla's not leaving. seen any behind the music or any documentary about InSync or Backstreet Boys or literally any this is this is the time old tale. The time yeah. old so tale. So Simon Cal Simon Cowell is making a lot of money off of them. They are not. Shocker. Shocker. Shocking. Anyways, I'm more just mad about these screenshots of words, which uh, really well, anger me. I mean, we do not need 14 paragraphs from this girl. And and, well, and the misunderstanding between them is insane. Everyone's just trying to save their ass. If they give us 14 paragraphs, it should be incendiary. It should be, it this should be bitch. so shady. Yeah. And this is not, right? Like, no. this is just like, here's the thing. This is a very measured response to what happened. And it's like, I don't need that. <laughs> like... I don't want any of that. Well, if the response was actually measured, it wouldn't have been this many responses. It's like you don't need to say (laughs) – it's too many words to be not – you're speaking too much. Now you're just revealing how not measured this is by how many words you've written. You know what I mean? Like short, succinct statement would have been enough and would have been like, well, I don't care. Here's my statement. These words just imply that you're just going on and on and on. Like that Shakespeare quote I said last time that I'm not going to say again. (laughs) Yeah, please don't. But we were, but initially like the, the like, oh no, they didn't response to this was that like, oh, look how they're shading 
uh, Camila by saying this little thing, but like, I don't think there's really any shade in any of this. I don't see shade in this. It's more just sad and, you know, everyone just trying to like save their ass slash their career for the next what chapter i don't i mean i just i still don't care about them i still don't know any of their names if anything i know their names less now because now she's on her own so she has a new name for me not to know and their names are still the same and i don't know them either a new name and now i already forget how to pronounce lauren jeregui what was it Haregi. i hope she beats her a weed charge it was a citation okay next call um I am sitting in my bed. It's 9.30 a.m. I've just finished episode three of Mariah's World. And what I'm very concerned about, first of all, Mariah is a them, and I want to put that on record. But second of all, who is this Brian Tanaka dancer, and why does he get so much screen time? Is this relationship real? What is going on? Why am I always having to look at him? Um, apparently it's going to be popping out of a cake in the next episode. Uh, can you please get to the bottom of this? Thank you. So, Bobby, have you seen Mariah's World yet? No, I haven't watched it. I'm not going to watch it. Um, but I've, I've, I've seen all the photos of her and Brian on the beach and at, like, um, Mariah's World premiere parties. And really, he's just sort of, correct me if I'm wrong, but he seems to just be the, like, sexy smoke and mirrors to distract people from her divorce from or not divorce yeah james packer so what's great about this is yes um uh, he's he's the diversion brian tanaka is a dancer that worked for mariah carey and now they're dating quote unquote because like who knows what's actually happening i mean they they had those very staged um heidi spencer inspired uh photo (laughs) shoots on the beach with him carrying her which looked just uh, just phenomenal looked crazy looked like crazy (laughs) so we had those and then what was great was then the show premiered and it was um, reported by tmz that the show had been completely recut to cut in more scenes of him and so when you watch the show and this is fantastic right but this is but 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 also it was it it was recut because James Packer and Mariah Carey broke up no but they but they wanted to give her a new love interest so that it felt it, basically, he's he's younger than her, and the whole thing is that he is has a crush on her. So they cut to countless numbers of him doing testimonials in you know the confessional room, being like, "She's so hot. I'm so happy to be working with her. I respect her so much. We have great chemistry." And you can tell that they were recorded long after the show. In that they brought him in, they were like, "Okay, we're going to do some more um, confessionals for you. We're going to show you some footage, and you're just going to talk about them." They were not recorded at the same time as everyone else's content you can tell they're like shoehorned in you know to create this gorgeous plot line of this young hunky dancer that has the hots for mariah and mariah kind of plays with him a little bit do they mention james at all yes he's in it he's in it but very little there's the first episode she points to a yacht and she's like that's james yacht like he's but on a different his, yacht. But is he in it? Like, like is his is his person in yes, it? Like, is yes. he physically in it? Okay, that's he's in it. I mean, the first episode she refers to him. She calls him on the phone, so he's in it less. But then on the second and third episode, he is in it a little bit. But mostly, it's her on tour, so he's not there. He's kind of alluded to. And her mm-hmm. wedding, she tries on a dress, and 
the wedding itself is alluded to also. I assume the whole thing will kind of unravel and he'll be alluded to less or he'll be mentioned less. But yeah. he is on the show. It's very weird. There's a part where they are standing next to each other and someone's like, you guys make a hot couple. And they're like, <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. Um, I feel like this could easily be wrong, but um, just directly related to the Black China and Rob Kardashian thing, there's a chance, would you say, that perhaps maybe the breakup between Mariah Carey and James Packer was staged and that the surprise finale of this miniseries is that they are together and that they are going to end up getting married? No. Because Mariah no, Carey... No. Well, because the reason I bring it up, the only reason I bring it up is because Mariah Carey has not taken off her engagement ring. She's uh, never stopped wearing it. I think that's just because she's a, you know... I think it's because she's Mariah million Carey. dollar engagement ring. I think also she wants to keep it. <laughs> and also the... The reasons for their breakup were never confirmed, and they were always sort of, they were a little shady. Like, part of it was like, oh, was he, like, being, like, abusive towards her assistant? Or was was it, like, emotional, like, violence? Was it whatever? Like, there was never any clear discussion of what happened. Realistically, he just realized she was impossible. Let's be real. Don't you think? Yeah, oh. I just, I, I, I'm just trying to think, like, I... Don't you just think that he realized that she was just difficult and impossible, just like everyone else realizes? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like you would you would realize that immediately. I don't know. I mean, you're right. It could be a number of things, but I I don't think it. I don't think it's going it, to be a surprise at the end of the show that they're still together. There's no way. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, like, reality show romances have done nothing but make me more cynical about, like, every celebrity romance, especially ones that are being forged for reality television. Okay, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that would be a great twist to a very boring show. I'm sure it's a long shot, but what I'm saying is I find it interesting that the that the Mariah Carey-James Packer breakup was a big story for 24 hours, and then it sort of disappeared. And then suddenly she was dating this, like, young guy. Well, you know, James Packer, she was dating him immediately after her divorce or even kind of a little bit before her divorce was finalized with Nick Cannon. So she's just, you know, she's holding – she's got to keep her ego intact, (laughs) right? Yeah, that's true. Mariah, there was speculation that your backup dancer, Brian, who I met backstage, was a contributing factor to your breakup with James Packer. How much was he a factor and are you dating? Are you dating? Mm-hmm. Is it fun? Yeah. I'm not used to dating. You're not used to dating? No. No. No, I really am, like, very quite virginal. Do you two have a special thing? If I tell you that, then, like, on my show, I don't get to reveal, you know. Is it revealed on your show? <sighs> revealed is such an interesting word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I want people to watch the show. Okay. Because okay. I think people, honestly, it's a, I don't want to go into it, but it's, when something is real and it's a, a beautiful thing, you don't want to just like trash it up and Okay. it is what it is. Um, it was going around, there were a lot of articles when you broke up from your fiance, mm-hmm. when you two broke up, mm-hmm. that there was a breakup agreement in the works, like a $50 million breakup agreement why why would there be a breakup agreement and was it true that you are work are you working on a breakup agreement i'm working on getting my shoes on right honey because right. this needs to go all the way down so we don't see anything here 
Are you? That's what we do. It's the, you right. cover that. <laughs> right, right. We cover these Is things. Is there a breakup agreement? Between me and you, never. Between I'll always be on this show. Uh, when you invite me, I'm here, and next time we sing together. <laughs> Moving on. I watched the stupid Robin Black China finale, the baby special, you and it did? was so awful. Ugh. Oh my God. Even I it was didn't watch so that. And you know what I watch is literally everything. Oh, and they tried to manufacture this drama between Black China's mom and Chris Jenner, and it like wasn't interesting at all, but whatever. We can't talk about that. It's too dull. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Nicole, and I'm calling because I've been wondering in this holiday season who the holiday who's and them's are. Obviously, Santa is a them. Rudolph is a them. But, I mean, I really started thinking about this because I saw a headline that said, check out Sarah Michelle Gellar's next level elf on the shelf game. And maybe it's just because I'm 30, but to me, elf on the shelf is a who. So would love to know what you think. Thanks so much. Bye. I did not know what Elf on a Shelf was until probably last year. And someone had to tell me. So um, Last year is when I learned about it too. Yeah, it's awful. Even as a Christian, you didn't know until just last year? No. I honestly, I don't think Elf on a Shelf was a thing at all. In my, it certainly wasn't in my childhood and like my neighborhood and my city. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I had no clue what it was. It's just, wait, it's just like an elf that sits on your shelf, right? literally what it says it is right yeah but there's something about like hiding it and photographing it in places too it's sort of like a as far as i know like a flat stanley sort of thing too like you you uh, maybe i should stop talking because i i don't know now that i think about it i'm not sure what it is i mean i knew (laughs) we both are like we found out about last year but we both still don't know what it is <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the moral of the story. We have no idea. I just wanted to play this call because it cracked me up that you called Santa them. I just love and Rudolph. <laughs> I love I it was like an obviously Rudolph. <laughs> but do you think like the other reindeer are, are who's? They are right. Absolutely. So, I think like Prancer and Dancer no, are think... them's, but then like the rest, I don't know them. Mm, I think mainly Prancer and Rudolph, and Prancer's a stretch. But I think. <laughs> I would say it's a it's a solid way of describing who's in thems to people who aren't initiated. Where yeah. it's like, well, you know, like how you know there are a lot of reindeer. There are a lot of Santa's reindeer, but which one do you know, Rudolph? Which ones are you sort of familiar with but you don't know their names? The other ones. And those I are mean, the who's. Also, and could you pick those um reindeer out of a crowd? No, because they don't have red noses. No. They're just random reindeer. Exactly. Lindsay, this is what we're gonna use during our TEDx talk. <laughs> The idea, the fact that you think we're going to eventually give a TEDx talk, like that is going to be... Lindsay, Lindsay, uh, FYI, anyone can give a TEDx talk. That's true. But the thing is, I would have the good TEDx talk because I would create the amazing keynote and I would be like, consider the, I would say, consider the reindeer. And then I would like click to the next slide. Like, which one do you recognize? I hate when you talk about keynote. That's my biggest pet peeve. I hate it. So Lindsay, who are the other holiday who's and them's? I don't think that there are any in Judaism. <laughs> like, what is that? What? I mean, that I, was going to be my next question. Are I, there any like like Jewish yeah, like, uh, um, figures that are Moses thems? and Noah and <laughs> no. like Bible people? Not biblical who's in them. Oh, no, but that's what Jewish holidays are. I mean, that's what we Jewish holidays don't have. Jewish holidays don't really have pop culture tie-ins that aren't biblical because we don't. There's no Santa of Jew of Judaism, you know? 
Yeah. It's not as fun. We don't really have that. We just have weird reimaginations of like uh, Passover stories of Egyptians and weird, awkward slavery stuff. Not it just it's not as fun you know we don't have that like a them of judaism would be a dreidel or something (laughs) like like there's not like dr seuss's uh what i'm trying to think of a no of a funny rhyme with hanukkah and i cannot think of a seussian rhyme no you know the the vemiest thing about hanukkah is adam sandler's hanukkah song i swear crazy days and nights right yeah yeah that song yes yeah (laughs) i was gonna say the grinch is also one yeah um, you guys have a lot Char- of stuff. Charlie Brown, um, uh, the entire cast of Love Actually. No, uh, stop. The entire no, cast like you're, you're just... of Best Man Holiday. No, sorry. Um, sorry I got into this. a... Who was I with yesterday? I was I was talking about Best Man Holiday with like a couple people a few days ago and everyone... And like the moment Best Man Holiday was brought up, everyone was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry just thinking it's about it. And I was movie. like reminded about like the tears in best man holiday are also like a part of the like christmas tradition because that's the movie that you watch when you want to like sob i mean i didn't know that it'd become so quickly a classic christmas in new york life took them in different directions it's great to have all of us under the same roof again you know i like to sleep naked but when these friends get together... It reminds me of college, doesn't it? The only question is who's going to end up sleeping with who. I didn't know that was in question. <laughs> Hi, honey. Let the games begin. When your wife and your ex, it's like mob wives up in here. Oh, hell no. The Best Man Holiday. Rated R. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, this is Annalie in Seattle. And I was just wondering who are the who's and thems of Christmas movies and or TV specials? Please let me know. Um, good form, Bella Thorne. Love you guys. Bye. So I love this question because it led me to Hallmark Channel's website that has a fantastic preview for their new movies, which are about Christmas movies. Are you dying? Every every movie has the name and then who it stars, but then every person who's in it has what they have been in, like why they're famous next to their name. Which is unbelievable. I'm still laughing. At, I'm still laughing as when 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 I clicked. So I play the call when we're recording this together. I I I click play on the call so we can both listen to it at the same time. And as I clicked it, I Lindsay just goes. I I hear it over this caller's voice, and it's sort of like sort of ghostly in the background. And Lindsay just goes, "Oh my God, Lori Laughlin!" I can't stop laughing at that. Well, do you know why? Because when you click, when you click the Hallmark Channel link, a pop-up shows up and it's like a picture of a movie. Wait, let me reload and see if it comes back. <laughs> no, I have it open right now and I'm screen grabbing What's it. What's the name Wind of Calls the, the Heart. <laughs> Wind Lori Calls Lachlan the Heart. Is like in the background. <laughs> These two co-workers share a past. College was a long time ago. Doesn't matter what happened back then. Now. You're going to Hollyvale. What? What? You know how you are with the weather. I'll be fine. Whoa! Love becomes breaking news. Maybe I'll find my Christmas spirit. Lori Lachlan. There's something very special about this little town. Every Christmas has a story. An all-new holiday movie. Premieres Saturday, November 12th at 8 on Hallmark Channel. The heart of Christmas. Honestly, it looks like... It's Lori Laughlin, someone who looks like a Duggar, someone who looks like a YouTube star, and someone who looks like Kyle MacLachlan had 
uh, looks like 60 cc's of Botox injected into his face. But, like, Lori Loughlin should be top build. Who are those people in front of her? She looks like a Duggar. Um, the Lifetime stars are more recognizable. You've got Shiri Appleby. You've got Randy Travis. You've got Marla Sokoloff. Ashanti's in this list. I don't know what she's in. Um, Randy Travis, the country singer, is apparently in a movie with Hillary Burton from One Tree Hill and Tyler Hilton, who I... Do you know who Marla Sokoloff is? Yeah, she's from um, that teen movie. Teen movies. Well, the teen movie, and then she was in Full House, and she was like Stephanie's like bad girlfriend who ended up dying in a car accident. I mean, it, if we, we can't, you can't even dig into the Christmas who's in them's because, like, it's it's who's all the way down. We'd be talking for hours, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the best way to spot a who is to turn on uh, Lifetime, Hallmark, Oxygen. What else? Do- we, but does we still exist? I don't know. Uh, well, Freeform is the way you want to see a who. Freeform. Jerry Appleby, Elizabeth Mitchell, Debbie Ryan, and Judd Nelson. Tatiana Ali. Jordan Sparks, Lamorne Morris, Ernie Hudson, with Della Reese, and Bill Cobbs. Haley Duff, Chris Carmack, Connie Selica, and with a special appearance by Diana DeGarmo. Melissa Joan Hart. Handsome men are nothing but trouble. Dean Kane. It's a Christmas miracle. Jack A. Harry. I have reached a decision. Molly Ringwald. Bonjour. Meatloaf. God bless all of you. Sherry O'Terry. Lacey Chabert, Brennan Elliott, Kathy Jimmy, and directed by and starring Mariah Carey. Vivica A. Fox, Rico Ross, Dominique Swain, and Eric Roberts. I thought there'd be a few sparks between the two of you. A husband for Christmas. So we will see you on Monday. Thank you so much to all of our callers. For those of you who are celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas, because we won't see you until afterwards. I guess we'll see you next week. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes. Great. Bye, everyone. Bye. You will drive us. Celine, can we get a selfie? And and she said something like, oh, yes, I, I know selfies. Yes, let's take a selfie. That was a HeadGum Podcast.